This is Daf Kaf Aleph in Masechet Megillah. We will begin in the middle of Kaf Aleph, Amud Aleph, in the middle of the Amud with the new Perek. A person who reads the Megillah can either stand or sit. Whether one person is reading or two people are reading, the, the mitzvah is fulfilled, even if they're doing it simultaneously, um, the mitzvah can be fulfilled. In a place where they have the custom to say a bracha and the Megillah, they do so. And if they don't have such a custom, then they don't do so. And this is referring to the bracha at the end of the reading of the Megillah, not the bracha beforehand, which of course all mitzvot have a bracha beforehand. On a Monday and Thursday, and Shabbat mincha, we always have three readers from the Torah. in We don't have any less than three, and we don't add any. We also don't have any haftarah. On uh, weekdays, Monday, Thursday, or on Shabbat afternoon. The first Oleh, the first person to go up for Aliyah, says the opening bracha before the Torah is read. And the last person closes with the closing bracha. Of course, nowadays, every person says a first and a, la- a bracha before and after the reading. But this is talking about in the Mishnaic times. So the Potech and the Potech are the ones that bless. You have four readers. We don't add or subtract. Because again, it's like a weekday, just with one extra Aliyah. We also don't have any Haftarah and Rosh Chodesh or Cholam Moed during the week. And again, the, only the first person who reads says the opening bracha. The last person who reads says the closing bracha. Any day that has a, the rule is that any day that has a musaf tefillah, but it's not a yom tov, we have four readers. On yom tov we have five. On yom kippur we have six. And on Shabbat we have seven. We don't take away, but we add. In other words, on Shabbat, we can add. Now, there's a, there is a machloket, what, whether that refers back to Yom Tov and Yom Kippur as well that you can add, or it's only talking about Shabbat. And uh, the custom generally today is that we do add on both Yom Tov and on Yom Kippur, but there are the, the Vilna Gaon held like the strict opinion that you can only add on Shabbat because that's the last part of the sentence when it says it was Shabbat Shiva Aval Mosifin But in any, any case, and on these days, Yom Tov, Yom Kippurim, Shabbat, we have a Haftarah. And only the first and last readers say the Bacha. The first one says the opening Bacha prior to starting the reading, and the last one closes with a Bacha. The Gemara says, Tana, the Baraita says, This is not true regarding the Torah. In other words, if you have multiple readers at the same time, you, I'm sorry, if you, the, uh, first it's talking about the, the position of the reader, right? If you're sitting, you cannot sit to read the Torah like you can for the Megillah. Where do we get this from? Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, stand with me, meaning to receive the Torah, you have to stand. If it were not for the fact that the Pasuk says it, we wouldn't be able to say it. As if, because Hashem says to Moshe, stand with me, it says, if Hashem is also standing, so to speak. How do you know that the teacher should not sit on an elevated bed and put his students on the ground to sit on the ground lower than him when he's teaching them? And you here stand with me, meaning you have to be at the same position when teaching, either both sitting on an elevated uh, 
seat or both on the ground, but not one up and one down. From the times of Moshe until Rabban Gamliel, everybody learned Torah standing. But Mishemet Rabban Gamliel from the time of Rabban Gamliel's death, everybody got sick, meaning it was weakness. And then everyone started learning sitting down. Not as it says in the Mishnah, Mishemet Rabban Gamliel, Batel Kvot Torah. That's the version that we have. The the Bach changes it to Gamliel has. Oh, he just adds the word Hazakim. From the time that the elder Rabban Gamliel died. The honor of Torah was gone because people did not stand when learning. They started sitting during learning. One pasuk says that Moshe Rabbeinu says, I sat on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. One says, I stood on the mountain. How could he be standing and sitting? One possibility is that when he stood, says Rav, when he, st- when he was standing, when he learned it, when he reviewed it, he sat down. Rabbi Hanina says they're both two. It doesn't mean he was really standing or sitting. He was bending over. So it's kind of like standing, kind of like sitting. And therefore, he called it both. It doesn't mean the position of the body standing or sitting when it says that I sat on the mountain. It means that he was staying still. He didn't leave the mountain. You lived in Kadesh for many days. It doesn't mean that you were sitting down in a seat. It means that you were staying in the same place. Another possibility is that the easier things he learned while he was standing, the harder things he needed to really concentrate, he sat down for those. So different possibilities of what Moshe Rabbeinu meant, why you described himself in one case as standing and in one case as sitting. Whether you have one person reading or even double readers, you fulfill the mitzvah. This is not true about the Torah. You cannot have two simultaneous readers in the Torah because it can be confusing. When it comes to the Torah, one person reads, one person translates. Because in between, after every pasuk, they used to have a translation into Aramaic. Don't have one person reading and two people translating because it would be very confusing. Um, and the whole purpose of the translation is for people to understand. And... Um, and the mitzvot and so on. So if they can't understand because there's two people talking at the same time, it'll be confusing. When it comes to the Navi, you could even have two people translating because the translation of the Navi is just for people to understand. It doesn't have any point uh, halachic implications and so therefore you don't have to worry if people miss it. When it comes to halel or b'mgilah, when it comes to Megillah, if you had 10 people reading and 10 people translating, the word translating doesn't really belong here because there's no translating in the Megillah or in the Halel. But it means even if you had 10 people reading simultaneously, it's no problem. What's the reason? Since it's a special occasion, um, the Megillah is read only once a year or twice a year, and the, uh, and the reading of the Halel is special. So even if you have 10 different people reading at the same time, you can focus in on one of them and fulfill the mitzvah. In a place where they have the custom of blessing, we bless. That's only talking about after the reading of the Megillah that it's dependent on custom of other mitzvah. But obviously before you read the Megillah, it's a mitzvah to do a bracha on any mitzvah. We bless before performing them. How do you know that the word means before doing it. Because it says went by the way of the plane and he passed the kushi that shows you that he got ahead of him. He was ahead of him. It talks about Yaakov and it says he went in front of them. So that shows you over means before, ahead of. Another possibility is from here. Their king passed before them and Hashem was at their head. 
So in either case, avor, avor means to go ahead. Now the interesting thing is why, the, uh, that many of the Farshim ask, what is the reason why the Chazal, in this very famous, uh, very, very famous statement that kola mitzvot, that we, we always say, over la'asiyatan, why didn't they just come out and say, lifnei asiyatan, kodem asiyatan? Why did they use this strange word, over la'asiyatan? So then we have to find like sukim to support that over really means before. So one interpretation is that there's a difference between lifnei and over. That lifnei would just mean that it's an order. That first you say the bacha, then you do the mitzvah. Here, over means that really the main thing is the mitzvah, but you're preceding it by the bacha. So to emphasize that it's not that it's bacha then mitzvah. It's really the mitzvah being preceded by the bacha. So the mitzvah is still the main thing. That's why it uses the word over, that it passes ahead of the mitzvah, so to speak. Because it's really not, it's not before the mitzvah because it's more valuable, but because it is a, an intro to the mitzvah. What bacha do we say before saying the, reading the Megillah? Rav Sheshet from Katrazia, he came before Rav Ashi, manach. What is manach? Mem is for, asher kidishanu b'mitzvotah v'tzivanu al mikram Megillah. That's the first one. Nun is shasan nisim la'avotenu. Chet is shehechayanu. So the three wachot. What do we bless after? After reading the Megillah. Not all mitzvot have. Most mitzvot don't have a bacha afterwards. Here we have one. And according to the side of the Amr B'Yohanan. Baruch atah Hashem. Elokeinu melech ha'olam. Blessed are you Hashem, King of the Universe, who fought our fight, and judged our judgment, and took our revenge, and took and exacted punishment from our enemies, and who paid back to all those who were uh, enemies of our souls. That's what we have here. According to the side, it should say, No, it should end. The God who saves. Papa said, you know, we'll say both of them. The one who exacts revenge for Israel from all of his enemies, all of her enemies, the God who saves. That is the Bacha that we say after the reading of the Megillah. Only when there's a Minyan is, this, is it a custom to say it. We have three readers on Monday and Thursday mornings and Shabbat afternoon. What do these three readers correspond to? Ravasi says three is for no, Torah, prophets, and writings. Ravasi says it's to, 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 to uh, symbolize Kohanim, Levi'im, and Israelites. What about the fact that Rav Shimi said that you never have less than 10 psukim in any Torah reading? And counts Towards the number, even though it doesn't really teach you anything new. Right? How do you know these ten It's to correspond to the ten batlanim, the ten people who were on duty in the synagogue at any time that they needed anything, any kind of minyan. They would have ten people that were not working except to serve the community be in the Beit Knesset. No, it's to correspond to the ten commandments that were stated to Moshe on Har Sinai. And uh, this next part is skipped in most versions. No, it's to correspond to the ten statements by which Hashem created the world. Each time it says, that Hashem said something in Bereshit. 
there was only nine times Hashem said some something in creation. Because we hold that the Pasuk Bereshit Bara Elohim at the Shamaim Vitaaretz is also one of them, so that makes ten. Because it says, by the word of Hashem, heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all of their legion. So that shows you that Bereshit is counted and all the Vayomers, and it gives you ten. If you have ten psukim to be read, so that means someone's going to have to read four, because there are three readers. If they each read three, they only get nine psukim, someone's got to read four. So if the first one read, that's Mishubach. Oh, so first is Rishon Mishubach. If the first one decides to read the four, he gets praised. If the second one decides, he gets praised. If the third one does it, he gets praised. Rishon Mishubach. How do you know that the first one who reads four is praised? It's not as it says in the Mishnah. Bishalosh kupot shel shalosh, shalosh, seen it should say. And three containers of three sa'a each. Shebent omit alishka. They would take from it to supply the, kor- the money for the korbanot for that season. And they put Aleph, Ben, and Gimel on the containers. Because they wanted to know which one was taken because they had a large uh, storehouse of, um, of the shkalim, of the money that came in. And then they would do Tchumat where they would take some out. And they wanted to know which one was taken out of the main source first because whichever one was taken out is going to be used first for the korbanot, and then whichever was taken second will be used second, and whichever was taken third will be used third. So that shows you that the first one has precedence, right? That's, that shows you that Shemitzvah uh, Barishon, the first one is a mitzvah. So, so too, if the person who reads first, the first ole, reads four psukim of the ten, it's a great mitzvah. What happens if the first one just reads three, so now the middle one reads four? It's also good. Because it says that the candles of the menorah of the Beit HaMikdash faced inward. Right? They, they shed their light inward. That means that they sent the light towards the western candle. And the western candle is faced towards the Kodesh HaKodeshim. In other words, it was, they, they, they were all faced towards the center candle, and the center candle was faced towards the Kodesh So you see from here that whatever's in the middle is praised. So so too, if the middle guy reads an extra pasuk, he's praised. And if the fourth one reads the fourth four psukim, that's even better. Uh, that, that's, a, that's also praised because we say we go up in holiness and not down, and he went, managed to take it up a notch because the other two read three. He read four. He, it up a notch, he brought it up a notch. That is Malin Bakodesh Vin Moridin. Rafa came to the synagogue of Avi Gover, Rishon Arba'a. And the first, we saw the first person who went up, read four out of the ten psukim, Rafa praised him for being, basically, that he jumped in and read the four psukim before he, you know, leaving, rather than leaving it to the readers after him. We don't do, we don't do less and we don't do more during the week. The, the first reader says the bachan then reads. The last one says the bachan at the end of the reading. What about today? Today we have... Everyone reads before and after the reading, not just the first guy reading, uh, saying a bachah before the reading, and the last guy after the reading. In other words, it used to be that the bachot were on the entire Torah reading, not on the individual's reading, right? The problem was because of those who come in and leave late. In other words, a person who comes in late will think that they don't say a in the beginning of the Torah reading because he wasn't there for the first aliyah to hear it. 
And the person who comes, who leaves early will think, oh, they don't say Abacha at the end of the Torah reading because he doesn't stay long enough to hear that they actually say Abacha at the end of the Torah reading. And therefore, they did it after, before and after each individual's aliyah rather than before and after the entire Kriyat Torah because that would be misleading to people that wouldn't get the opportunity to hear or be aware that there's a Abacha both before and after the reading. Now you can also see from here that in those days the, what the aliyot were were not fixed because a person could decide they're going to be the one to read the four psukim or the three psukim or whatever and that was allowed. Um, there was no standard in terms of where to break up the aliyot like there tends to be today.